Hello, welcome to Busy Minds Podcast. I am exceedingly glad to be here again. Um, I know it's been a while since my last episode, but it's been a great set of challenges and accomplishments as well. I've been toiling away at my exams. I know they are good and I have good news, but let's keep it. Okay, so if you've listened to my last episode, The Wisdom of Solomon, I really hope that you are getting in touch with the real world. And while technology is exceedingly important, it makes man's life easy, which is its uh, primary objective, that we are maintaining our originality and not letting technology you know, replace it, not let technology act in a surrogate. So we retain our insights, we retain our humanity, we retain our brilliance, we retain the ideas that has pushed and advanced this world to the point it has got into and we hope to accomplish better miles better milestones for humanity so without wasting time let's go on to today's topic uh today's the title for today's podcast is mathematics as a human emotional language so before we go on let's let me quickly make some assertions and explanations you know it's necessary for me to lay a background so i know a lot of people hate mathematics not because they see mathematics as this useless subject but because they do not see as it pertains to them perhaps they want to study something like music arts law you know some things are quite distant from mathematics though in a way but they look at it and like see i don't need mathematics so beyond the basic arithmetic of addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division, they really can't see what to do with calculus. They really can't see what to do with sets, metrics. Well, I want to tell you in all humility that you might just be wrong. So watch out, follow me, and let's see how mathematics is a form of language for the human emotion. Okay, so... Uh, Allow me to start by defining the philosophy of, math- of mathematics. I asked a friend, can you please summarize for me what you think the philosophy of mathematics is? And he did a very brilliant job. He said, well, mathematics is looking for or discovering or inventing patterns to be able to make sense of reality. I go again. He says, looking for discovering or inventing patterns to be able to make sense of reality. What does this mean? How do I know I have two siblings i know i have two siblings because mathematics has given me a language to know that one plus one equals two so i can say i have one sibling and another one sibling of which of course there will not be something like one and one without mathematics but i can easily summarize it as two so how many siblings do you have two that's mathematics thank you you are very welcome but let's let's go even further. So I've seen mathematicians and physicists at NASA make computations for space travels, and it looks so weird and odd and complicated. But the most beautiful part is most of us see space. Most of us laymen, we see space as this vastness of night, this vastness of darkness everywhere, dark, unending darkness. But they see it as numbers. They are able to reduce that strange, magnificent, marvelous reality 
they reduce it to numbers, make calculations, and tell us at this speed, at this angle, uh, the, our, our rocket can leave the orbit, and at this angle, at this speed, to this particular location, longitude and latitude, our rocket may arrive again. And we know the beautiful things that has happened since man went to space. So that's mathematics. It took the darkness, the unending darkness that many of us might call heaven, you know, going upwards is heaven, and made it into a place human beings could travel to and even think of settling there. Wow, that's mathematics. So mathematics looks for, it discovers and invents patterns to be able to make sense of reality. Now, what does mass do for us? Before we go there, let me quickly introduce again to you mathematics as a form of magic. So if you've, if you've ever seen a magic trick, maybe you saw it on TV or it was a live performance, you were there. There is this popular statement magicians make that a magician does not reveal his secrets. A magician does not reveal his tricks. But the one I find most fascinating is, well, the magic is happening somewhere else. So... In looking for how mathematics apply to our lives, the magic happens in that while we are looking to perform mathematics and apply mathematics, we are looking in the wrong place. The magic of mathematics is happening where we are not looking. How, what, what, what do I mean by this? Okay, look at it. Mathematics helps us to understand the world and provides an effective way of building mental discipline. Mathematics is not just what you do. It's not just what you are seeking to apply. Of course, there's applied mathematics, but mathematics is who you are. It is an integral part of your being. It is how you, like my instance earlier, it is how you calculate and permutate that you have two siblings, that you have 96 cousins, quantifying a subject or quantifying something is mathematics. We quantify stuff every day. We quantify stuff every day. We do not necessarily have to put pen to paper to do mathematics. Mathematics is already part of who we are. It's already part of how we think. It's already a fundamental to logic. Mass encourages logical reasoning, critical thinking, creative thinking, abstract or spatial thinking, problem-solving ability, and even effective communication skills. That's mathematics. So you are missing the magic trick when you are looking to apply mathematics instead of looking at how you are mathematics, of how mathematics is part of you and how you do mathematics. So mathematics is how you spot a pattern. It is how you know that originally 8 o'clock should be night. By 9 p.m. there should be darkness. If by 9 p.m. there is still sun, of course, that's an anomaly. Now, that's mathematics. So, you are not seeking to apply mathematics. You are seeking to be mathematics. Mathematics is a language. Moving on to the deal of the day. How our emotions mimic mathematics. So, before I go there, let me make a quick distinction. So, human beings, we make 
decisions different in different ways. But two most prominent is the emotional way of making decisions and the cognitive, critical way of making decisions. I, I'll begin with the critical or the cognitive way of making decisions. It goes like when you have a situation at hand, say you want to decide which school your child attends, you have to put into place different um you have to consider different factors and different variables at play you have to consider your income you have to discover i mean you have to consider the location you have to consider the quality of school you have to consider the distance you have to consider uh your job would you be able to take your child to school every day so by by cognitively making decisions you are unveiling and uncovering the different variables in order to obtain the best possible outcome but when we make emotion when we make decisions with our emotions it's usually a very fast thing it is zero or one now there is this battle that has always been raging the battle of logic versus emotions does logic impede emotion does emotion impede logic well emotions has its place for making decisions for example you're walking home at night and you see some guys gradually coming out of an alley wearing black they're walking towards you well by your assessment you think you can run very fast and they won't catch you then you take off because come on adrenaline build up you are scared Please, of course, take off, run away. Don't start calculating that, well, this guy is six foot and I'm five eight, but seems like I weigh 80 kg and he weighs 40 kg. You don't have time for that. Just take off. Thank you. So in making decisions emotionally, it has its place. And cognitively making decisions has its place also. So when you want to make it's part of the moment decision, of course. Your emotions can may suffice. But when you want to make decisions that you know have that will have long-term consequences, it is important that you think you slow down and you critically think, examine everything, and extract the best possible outcome. So, how does our emotions mimic mathematics? So, mathematics is that. By doing mathematics, we obtain theories and equations, theories and equations, two vital things, to explain a pattern. I'll use the simple one plus one. So one plus one, I see a one child and I see another one child. So one plus one is always equals two. That is true. If one plus one equals two is true, then one plus one equals three cannot be true. So mathematics, although complex, can often boil down to this binary system of viewing the world. So it cannot prove something and it can prove some things. So there are things that count but cannot be measured and there are things that can be measured but they do not count for much. I hope I'm not rambling. Let me explain. So, with the 1 plus 1 equals 2, 1 plus 1 equals 3, one of these has to be true 
2 of course is not equals 3 1 plus 1 equals 2 that is a true theory that is a true equation 1 plus 1 is equals 3 is a false equation because it is not true so our emotions mimic it in mimic mathematics in that while we have decisions to make but i do not want to boil this down to decisions alone um yes thank you arguments when we have arguments of which we feel strongly about something of an opinion or about someone or about a topic when we feel strongly say in a moment of anger in a moment of extreme sadness in a, in a moment of extreme joy at that point only one thing is often provable to us uh, it is very difficult to convince people that they are doing wrong when they are exceptionally convinced that they are doing right or they are right or their actions are righteous everyone knows that murder is wrong but in the moment of passion in the moment of anger people have committed crimes they have killed of course they knew but at that point in time their anger acting as a theory or mimicking an equation could only prove that they were correct in their actions of picking up a knife and plunging it into someone's body of course killing someone is wrong murder is wrong i don't have to tell you that but how come it doesn't matter to the person at that point it is because by using his emotion his anger as a theory or equation he as a provable equation yes i must be specific about that of course there are equations that are not provable by using their emotions or our emotions as a provable theory we believe that what we do is right well until the veil falls off or say um a husband and a wife a couple having a dispute and both sides are so sure that what they are saying is so right that they fail to consider what the other person is saying at that point they take binary stances if i'm right i'm one and because i am one you cannot be one hence you must be zero so by by the emotional mimicking of mathematics delve into the binary form of thinking about something or let me use a political theory say um radical feminism radical feminism of course they want to dismantle the patriarchy and all of their bs that they talk about um, radical feminism says men are the oppressor women are the oppressed that the patriarchy was set up to oppress women you might not have heard of that but by dividing by having a binary view of oppression where men are always wrong negative zero and women are always oppressed right one it obfuscates everything it scatters decision making because there's no way where you are in the absolute right and the other person is in is in the absolute wrong 
that you can ever have a middle ground when it's one and zero there is no middle ground only one goes which of course we want to believe is one the positive so human emotions hence mimic mathematics by using emotions as provable theories for what we feel as explanations for the unknown which is x or y and as binary decoding to know who is right and who is wrong that's mathematics in summary as a human emotional language i don't intend to take much of your time but i hope you get it that mathematics is not just what we do it is who we are it is ingrained in us it has formed the tapestry the fabric of how we interpret the world of how we measure value of how we measure how right we are or how wrong someone else is and how we prove whether something is right or wrong so emotions are valid in some cases in not all cases you must still learn to be a critical thinker and you must also learn to know when your emotions are right when the adrenaline is pumping and when you have to run away and when you have to defend yourself but know this no longer despise mathematics no longer shun at mathematics it can make you a better thinker it will make you more creative it will make it will imbue in you mental discipline you will be tough you will be sturdy you will be strong you will no longer be an intellectual intellectual walkway you will be an epitome of wisdom and to you shall the wisdom of solomon remain thank you very much for always listening to busy minds i hope this episode was really worth your time and i hope to see you listening to my next episode about creating a market I'm going to be talking about how you can take the most irrelevant things and create a market out of them. But I don't want you to take irrelevant things and make a market out of them, though. But I still want to tell you about the system and how it works. Thank you for listening all the way. You are precious. I'm happy you are listening to Busy Minds. There are big changes coming soon, and I want you to be a part of it. Thank you.